This is the Transmission Times. I had this fantasy of walking into a party where there's so many people that the windows are fogged and you're giving hugs to everyone. And that feels years away. A lot of Oregon is opening up and I don't think I'm going to be going out anymore. If anything, it makes me more anxious to think about people mixing more. But yeah, I'm already kind of nostalgic for those early days where everyone was just really heeding this and feeling less fed up and less at the end of their tether. And I don't know what this next phase is. Something I've noticed since going out into the wild again is that after having one outing to a cafe for about an hour and a half catching up with people from university, I came home and I was wiped out. (laughs) So it's almost like socializing again, seeing other people, being out in the world is, is actually quite draining after being inside and in the same bubble with the same people for 50 plus days. I'm here in San Diego, California, and things are slowly starting to open up. Restaurants were given the go ahead to open on Friday. And I went to one on Saturday and it felt pretty normal out there. The staff had masks on, but the customers were not required to wear them. So if I didn't think about it too much, I probably wouldn't have noticed much different than before COVID. For many of us, we're starting to see friends that are venturing out and resuming life. And there's a mix of apprehension for them and also like total jealousy because I really miss, I miss my family and my friends. I miss barbecues, I miss getting together, I miss crowded beaches, I miss not worrying how close someone is standing to me. I feel like I have this amazing memory bank of things to think about, like, you know, last year I was here, and the year before that I was there, and I was with these people doing these awesome things. It just makes being in quarantine a little bit less terrible because I can look back and sort of relive in my head what summer used to look like and the different iterations of what that used to look like and who I was with. And maybe it's sort of bittersweet that I can't do those things or things like it this summer and maybe for a while. But I'm just so grateful that I did a lot of things. I feel as ready as the next person for life to go back to normal and yet Nothing feels normal. Nothing is normal, in my opinion. And for me, ignoring that inner truth for myself and just going about life feels reckless in a way that just doesn't make sense. On Friday, my granddaughter will be six years old and I won't be able to see her. We have arranged to see each other on Zoom, but it's not the same. And you can't get that year back. She'll never be six again. And so I feel very sad that I actually won't be able to be there and give her a hug and watch her open her presents. And also she won't be able to have her party either. So this week is 
somewhat tinged with sadness. Everybody ready? Light the candle. Don't set anything on fire. So this is my 10th birthday. We have to do that weird isolating thing. Happy birthday to you. I got to see my friend Zoe outside. And we got to pick up her little chicks. They were really cute. Little fuzzballs that peep. Oh, I did get flowers. It's the first person I've ever gotten flowers. They even had a helium balloon attached. I think my health is probably better in some ways. I haven't had to commute to work, which takes two and a quarter hours out of the sitting time in my day. I've been standing and working and using a mini elliptical with my standing desk, so I think I've been more active, actually. I'd say the quarantine has actually had a positive effect from the standpoint of what I've been eating. So typically I travel every week for work and I'm always in and out of airports and different client sites and hotel lobby breakfasts. And now being home, I've actually been able to have a bit more of a tight hand on what foods I'm putting in my body, being able to eat more clean whole foods as opposed to you know processed snacks and things on the road. And in turn, that's allowed me to feel a lot better mentally and have more mental clarity and to sustain my energy levels throughout the workday. I feel like I'm in better shape now than maybe I was before the pandemic, which I feel like is not politically correct to say because we're all supposed to be commiserating about how we're not in shape. We have a local grocer who sells the food on Instagram. So they'll photograph the shelves and the refrigerated cases and you go through and make a list of what you want and then call the store and the store will go through and shop for you. And then you pay over the phone and drive by and pick it up. So that's been our social distancing way of food shopping lately, which has been working well for us and allowing us to try different foods that we normally wouldn't eat as well. I'm feeling overall like more of what I do in a given day is aligned with what I want for my life. I live in Yonkers, New York, just north of New York City. The pandemic has had a profound effect on my physical health, fatigue level, and also I have muscle tension dysphonia and spasmodic dysphonia, which are exacerbated by stress. So I've had to face my limitations in a new way, realizing that sometimes the stress overcomes my ability to deal with my voice and help it. And sometimes it's just a bad day and I need more rest and that it's okay, tomorrow's another day. There was a period immediately before and during the peak of the pandemic where I was definitely feeling quite under pressure and my stress levels felt much higher than normal. That would kind of build up inside me and I'd have to release that sometimes, usually just by breaking down into some 
heavy sobbing, like the kind of crying you would do in grief. And that would typically come at the end of a period of days of being at work. I work in a major hospital in the UK, so for a time it was a very stressful and anxious environment to be working in. I think maybe actually I won't fully understand what has happened until years from now. I think it's really hard to process in the moment and in the middle of the thing. I think a lot of the processing happens afterwards. Today, my mom and I were walking down this trail and two people were walking towards us and they just put on their masks as they passed us. We put on our masks. We kind of politely look as we step around each other. It's like this whole new choreography of etiquette and it's kind of remarkable. I remember feeling really rude a few months ago when I would step into the street for a walker and now we just kind of like move around each other in this new dance. I dubbed around for the first couple weeks of the pandemic trying to figure out how to fill my time with some kind of purpose and discipline. I tried Spanish lessons that lasted one evening and a little more sewing, a little more baking, but in the end... I turn to the same default I have had for many, many years, which is get outside as often as I can and do something. We also saw a pileated woodpecker on the trail, and it just wasn't afraid, and it was in the middle of the trail pecking at a stump, and I'm not sure. It's hard to say, right? Was it there because there just are so many fewer people out? Or was it just coincidence that we saw it? But it felt like it was this moment of getting closer to the natural world. If I don't get some kind of outside exercise time, half an hour's bare minimum every day, then my day doesn't go as well. I don't focus as well. I don't feel good. And it just is what I need every morning. And that's when I do it, early in the morning so that I can settle into my day. Sometimes I feel like we are in this sort of nostalgic storybook version of the world where I see parents playing out with their kids more than I did before, or, you know, you see animals. We had six raccoons in the backyard the other day just taking over, and it was kind of like this gloating, like we want to be playing with our friends in the backyard, but instead here's just this family of raccoons that's taken over. We decided to start beekeeping this year, and serendipitously a swarm of honeybees landed in a tree on our property early last week, as if they knew we were ready for them. We worked with a local beekeeper who was able to get the swarm into a hive we had just set up. And they seemed to like their new home and are busy building comb and collecting pollen. Ironically, the package bees that we had ordered and picked up just a few days later decided to abscond the hive this afternoon, which means they swarmed and left our property. <laughs> We're learning that it's all part of beekeeping. Swarms come, swarms go. We're just feeling pretty lucky to have one happy hive at this point. 
It's been wonderful just to step outside and see what's happening with the spring. You know, watch the beech leaves go from pointy little brown spears to beautiful lime green nubs. And then it's half an inch more today. And last night they came out all the way and the birds are singing and that must be the hermit thrush, not the wood thrush. I just have been so deeply enriched by slowing down the spring and enjoying it the way we have this year. I'd like to say a huge thank you to Joan, Erica, Kathleen, Karen, Rini, Imogen, Jacinta, Laura, Sue, Megan, Gemma, Jennifer, and Alicia, who are coming to you from Maine, New Hampshire, California, Oregon, Washington, D.C., the U.K., New Zealand, and New York. The Transmission Times Project is collecting audio diaries from people like you during this pandemic so that we can create an archive to document this moment in history. If you'd like to join the Transmission Times and add your voice and your story to the archive and possibly be on the podcast, we'd love to have you. Please sign up at transmissiontimes.org join. That's transmissiontimes.org join. I'm Katie Semro. This is the Transmission Times. Everything you try to say.